And we're back with part two of our conversation with Dr. Bologna Akinshola, talking about our children and their health, including mental health. Okay. Well, let me ask you, Foma, real quick. What are you seeing? You counsel um, younger? Yes. Um, I think the youngest I've probably said was probably a three-year-old. And and that comes across from more of like marital distress and how it impacts the kids, right? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, in the teenage, like you were mentioning how the the substance, you know, when you're starting to experiment with it and, and that curiosity can open up, you know, a can that, you know, you have to navigate through that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to like why the younger um, age group is not like the research or the the stats isn't that high. Is it because more of like not being able to express or communicate what's really going on internally for them? And at a teenage age is where you're more vocal. Like, okay, I'm feeling this. This is what's going on. Like, there's more um, language they can put around their experiences as opposed to when they're much younger, where we may just dismiss that as a, um, oh, you know, just tell me, hey, go, you'll be fine. Just look it off. Oh, just drink water. You know, like we dismiss that quickly um, when they're younger. Again, it's my, my perspective. I'm just trying to understand, like, mm-hmm. from, your, from your experience um, as physician, why that may be, you know, less less reported or less um, exposure to I think that's I think that's a very <clears throat> good point that you raise. I mean, the fact that you know they may not be they may not be able to express um, their feelings as well. I mean, that's definitely will be you know a good point as to you know maybe why as opposed to um, teenagers who are able to better express themselves, better express themselves. So I definitely think that's probably one of the reasons. And then, and of course, you know, masking symptoms and signs, you know, not being able to, you know, like, like rightly, accurately said, you know, thinking, you know, the fact that, you know, just had a bad day, he's moody because, you know, <clears throat> I took his phone as opposed to treating the main underlying issues. Um, in terms of more specifics as to why, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I would think that you know, for example, I would think, I mean, do you have eight, 10 year olds who are experimenting with drugs based on their home settings? Possibly, but I would think it will be more common in older kids, you know, as opposed to, you know, like an eight year old or seven, you know, seven year old. So maybe that's why we do see them though. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just don't think we see them as often as the older ones. And to further corroborate that it is definitely the general assumption, which why we probably need to have more education, more awareness that these things also happen in the younger kids, is that when we do have this um, younger kids coming to the ED, we always have a hard time placing them. We always have a hard time um, establishing follow-up care or if mm-hmm. they need like a short stay in psychiatric stay for stabilization. We all always, yeah. we always have a hard time. If it's an eight year, like, oh my God, this kid's going to be here for three days, you know, mm. because you don't have facilities or enough facilities who take care of this younger kids. Yeah, They're sure. more um, structured and tailored towards the older kids. So, mm. you know, so definitely we need more education. We need more research, maybe, you know, mm. we need more awareness that these things happen, you know, they cut across the board. Yeah. So to, to prevent, prevent from, like you said, when they, when they get to you, it's usually has reared, you know, and it's it's blown up and now everybody can 
visibly see what's going on inside. Based on the patients that you've seen, what can parents do to avoid that? And you foam, I'm going to, we're going to ping right off of you after Dr. Akinshola answers. What can we do to avoid them going to the ER and like getting to that point? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some things that, you know, to answer that question specifically, some things that we have control over, there's some things that we don't have control over. So <laughs> I'm going to start with the things that we have control over. And um, one of them would be um, promoting open communication. Mm. And this is almost like a parenting yeah operating skill <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> you know um kind of letting them be open to you know their feelings and you know kind of mm-hmm. having that open communications and not like um Oma just kind of mentioned what she was saying you know like said you know mom you know like we'll just go to bed Terry me alone you know mm-hmm. um you know trying to and sometimes we're tired as parents, but trying to dig in a little bit more mm. our reserve, especially knowing the the era and the culture and the, the the state or the states that we are in, you know. So just kind of making sure they have open communication, so letting your letting your kids know that they can come to you at any time and share their feelings, and they're not gonna, you know just push it away. So that's mm-hmm. one. Um, so I think that's the most important thing, you know, kind of finding out about school, what happened today. Kids generally always will give you money, so fine. Yes, no, you know. Well, you know, there's so many ways that you can learn from social media, how to tease them, you know, what, what funny thing happens. I mean, sometimes I tried that too at the point in time when I realized that I wasn't reaching my kids, you know, so trying to ask side questions to kind of get into the main question. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, um hobbies actually extracurricular activities actually mm. helpful mm-hmm. you know and so i was gonna say i i believe the same thing i played sports and I, I i didn't deal with a lot of trauma but i just had a very trivial um growing up and so sports i will tell i'll shout it to the rooftop it kept me sane like it yeah. kept me grounded yeah. it really did yeah. this the the friendships Yep. Yeah. And and that's it. That's it. You just answered the question. That's it. Yeah. So extracurricular activities, hobby, you know, doing things, you know, because like you said, you get friends, you get a group, you're aiming for a common goal, you're, you're aiming for a common focus, you know, it teaches you resilience, it teaches you strength. It teaches you how to handle disappointments, even though now with the win trophy for everybody, I don't know. No, it's going back. It's changing back. (laughs) It's changing back. Okay, I hope so. You know, teaching you, you know, how to face, you know, you know, you know, sometimes you face disappointments despite the fact that you worked hard. But how do you handle that? How do you rally from that to improve, to get better? So these are the things that teaches you skills that sometimes we don't realize. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's that balance between, because when I said, you know, encouraging open communications, you also don't want to be that helicopter parents, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but you also um, want them to open up. So it's, 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 a, it's a fine balance. And yeah. sometimes we miss it. But, you know, the good thing is when you miss it, you know, you try to do better. Or when you know better, like maybe you heard from this podcast, right, that you do better. So even if you, you know, maybe you've missed it in the past, don't. Don't, judge, don't be show kindness to yourself give yourself grace and mercy you know now i know better i'll do better and just start from where you are 
Um, and then final, the final thing is um, family time. You know, that's mm -hmm. also very, very important. Spending time as a family, you know, doing things together as a family. So open communication, um, extracurricular activities, sports, and then just spending time as a family. Maybe I should do family second and then sports as a third one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of doing things together, having that support. And, what, and, and family is defined by what your family is. Some families may not have a father figure. Some families may not have a mother figure. But what is what is family to your child at that time? And just spending time together, just letting them know that you matter to me. You know, we matter. You know, you're important. You're something. All these things will boost their mental wow. wellness. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Yifoma, I know you have a few nuggets there too. Um, Dr. Kishler has mentioned all the all the nuggets. Um, the only thing I would add, like you know, you were talking about the the feelings, but it's very important to acknowledge and respecting a child's feeling. Like it's the main thing I would definitely you know scream on the mountaintop if anything else. Um, it's of course many timing activities. Funny enough, a funny story I had just past weekend. I had a long week. Um, long weekend is what we've been working, and I told the kids, you know. Let's get everybody, you know, let's get to work. Once we're done, we're going to celebrate. And it was late, but I made sure I committed to that. We went out, got frozen yoga. They were so excited, you know, and that that mattered to them. You know, I kept my word and also acknowledged the fact that they need that space to just share with mom, even outside of our home setting. Like, just, you know, find ways to be creative. Um, but another thing would be to set some realistic goals. You know, for, sometimes when oh. kids have... Um, increased stress or anxiety mm -hmm. they may have goals for themselves like okay this year i'm gonna get all a's and um you know they they may not be able to attain all the goals but set realistic goals like okay based on last year what can we do to to improve or to make it you know a little better right um not that we have to reach for perfection but you know if you're if you're a go-getter and you want to aim for that great but i think helping kids set realistic goals um for themselves can also help reduce that um but in effort, well, you just the whole idea of setting routine, acknowledging their feeling, actually listening um, to them and, and checking in on them. I think it goes a long way. Yeah, that is good. That's good. I have a question for, for my people talk about stress management techniques. Are there, I don't know. I was going to ask you, like, are there any specific stress management techniques that maybe you tell your patients or your clients? I'm sorry. I'm just curious for no, absolutely. So with stress management, you know, um, identifying what's really going on and even where in the body that you're feeling this, right? So you want to acknowledge that. But there are some techniques could be as easy as, you know, grounding techniques, breathing techniques, um, or just, you know, I know some kids like to draw. Like I, I'll have a okay. child, I'll give them a paper. I'm like, okay, draw what it feels like when you're feeling this. And they might show, a, you know, the best way they can illustrate that. And so as a clinician, you're not able to see, you know, if they're drawing an image of like, you know, books or school, then you know where to aim that focus, right? So there are different ways to kind of grab that and just help them uh, monitor it and reduce it. Like I will say there's never a one size fits all or you can just fix, you know, stress, but you can help you know, reduce that and manage that in a way that's more healthy. And which goes back to that last point about um, realistic expectation and goals oh. for um, the individual. But... 
Awesome. 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 So we're going to pivot just a little bit. Um, I know it's hotter than hot right now, probably everywhere. Um, In my head, I feel like I don't know what disease can thrive in this heat, but I'm sure there are some. Uh, (laughs) But the winter months are coming. And I know like for for most of us, this pandemic, this pandemic that's behind us, um, the winter months got very sad and kind of, you know, Oh, almost unbearable for a lot of us. Um, but we're headed back to the winter months. We're headed to fall and then winter. What are some practical things um, that we can do to kind of overcome the winter blues? Um, and I say that coming from a mental health standpoint, what are some things? And it could be, you know, like you, I know you said family time for for the other question that I had, but I'm wondering is there something different that we can do during the winter months to try to uh, combat the winter blues? Like what happens? It's get cold outside. It's dreary outside. What can we do? And that's for either one of you, Dr. Akinshole, Foma, either one of you. Um, I think it almost is similar to how to prevent back to school sickness mm-hmm. um, that we kind of talked about. Um, definitely in the winter months, you have a higher, you know, higher, um, incidence of the, of the flu, higher prevalence, I should say, of, of flu-like illnesses, you know, Mm -hmm. so, and just because, you know, people are indoors, you know, there's a lot more, people are not going outdoors, so there's a lot more people in a closed space. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there tends to be a lot more sharing of germs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so it's so basically hand hygiene should be, you know, on fleek, if I can use that word. Respiratory hygiene, you know, needs to be really, really, you know, on fleek. You don't wanna you don't wanna share um personal items, you know, like your water bottle, you know, your utensils, you know. Um, in terms of preventing viral illness specifically mm-hmm. right now is what I'm kind of mm-hmm. talking about because you tend to have a lot of that during the winter seasons. And then the flu, we definitely have the flu. That's the see, that's the time that we see um, flu, flu-like flu illnesses. So keeping up on your flu shots, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to talk about immunizations again, you know. Well, keeping up on you, making sure that you get your flu shots is also very, very important because it's already, you already have the winter blues. You're not seeing the sun, it's cold, and now you're sick. And I mean, if you had the flu before, it's horrible. I've had the flu once before, you know? So those are the things that in terms of medically, you want to at least help to keep yourself healthy mm-hmm. um, during the winter blues. And um, in terms of, you know, like you said, the, I actually think there is, maybe if I can remember the diagnosis, a medical diagnosis that's from just not seeing the sun and just being, I can't remember off the top of my head, where, you know, it's just like, you know, where it's just cold and dreary, the sun doesn't come yeah, out. It's, it's a kind of like a depression, you know, mm-hmm. but there's a there's mm-hmm. another term that they use for it right now that I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. So just trying to do the things that, you know, keep keep you active, you know, trying to be engaged um, be involved, you know, in an activity, either for your child. I think there's some winter um, um, 
events that you know some things like i think soccer is only during the summer but there's some things that you can do yes that's it seasonal affective disorder i knew from i would know it that's it that's exactly the diagnosis so it's actually a diagnosis so it is real you know um and you know so just kind of trying to it, like i said it's almost the same thing as back to school but mm -hmm. just trying to be more engaged and being more intentional knowing that since these things are more common in the winter months, you know, you have to be intentional about following through, you know, with all these other things that we've talked about, you know, mm -hmm. family time, um, extracurricular activity time, you know, hobbies time to try and, you know, uh, mitigate the, the, the blues, if mm -hmm. I may say. Yeah. And, and one, one um, tool that some folks might use is the um, therapy lamps you know, to help with that, you know, just to, you know, for lighting and exposure since you don't have the ability um, with treating with, with, with sunlight. So, um, but another thing I will add to the, the whole idea of the winter blues um, would be to socialize, like just because you may not be able to go out, you know, there are other ways you can socialize or even find time to exercise because that's going to um, release endorphins that will help you, you know, have mood boosting effects. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, sleep, eating, healthy, socializing, practicing any relaxation techniques that will be um, helpful just to get through that. But, you know, you find, or find other creative ways, you know, what you would do outdoor, you know, find ways that you can um, incorporate that into, you know, your winter season. And I think the goal here is to be intentional because yes. you tend not to want to do it because mm -hmm. of the winter blues. So it has to be an effort on your part to, you know, to want to do it and to go ahead and then say, you know, you know, instead of like, I'm just going to sleep, you know, like, no, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word. Intentional. Um, So what I want to do real quick is kind of, and we have done that. We've talked about so many different things and maybe I can run through it since I feel like I'm the student here today. Um, We want to give our, our parents five fast facts about our children and their mental health and their health in general. So let me see if I can run them back because I mean, Dr. Akinshola gave us about 10, but we're going to, we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it to five. That's, that's what you call overachieving. She's awesome. She's awesome. We're going to definitely have to have her back with some patients or not patients, but with people that she can talk to and help out. Um, all right. So let me run through it. One for, vi for viral, uh diseases we need to make sure our children have great hand hygiene yes hand hygiene also we need to encourage them to sneeze cough or any other bodily fluids into their elbow did i get that right yes so respiratory hygiene you did yes okay and then we're going to move to mental health um suggestions and first thing is to actually sorry let me go back they need to get rest. Everybody needs to get enough sleep. Mom needs to get enough sleep. Dad needs to get enough sleep. Baby, sister, cousin, everybody needs to get the rest that they need. That will help with their immunity. Um, and then moving to mental health, we have three. So we have a, we have six fast facts. One, Dr. Akinshola said that we should, oh, I've missed it. Okay, I'm gonna go to the to the next one. She said family time that helps promote good mental health and finding activities uh to do. 
what was the one before? Open communication, that one. Open communication. There we go. Our parents need to be open. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, you can't see us, but we're all women of color. Sometimes uh, in our culture, open communication is not common. Yeah, Um, true. Yes, mom, dad says it. And you don't need to say anything else. And I think if we can keep pushing that narrative, that open communication doesn't mean open disrespect. It just means open communication. Uh That means allowing your child to speak, allowing them to, giving them, even if you say, okay, you have two minutes to get to say whatever you need to say, then we're going to address it. But open communication, I'm glad we left that last because that's a big deal. Um, And it, so my own childhood, my mother she she did allow as we got older she allowed us to have more open communication but what i can tell is i have friends who if they didn't have open communication as children then they don't have open communication as adults either and that's tough you know that's tough for everybody um so i'm i i think that's probably one of the best ones because that kind of open communication means my child will tell me if they broke a bone or they'll tell me if their heart hurts you know so uh leaving that as probably the most important one, um, I think is awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Akinshola. I appreciate your time with us. Um, now, I know um, your husband has a pediatric center. How people that are in Metro Atlanta, how can they connect with him um, in, in any capacity? Oh, okay. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, my husband, not me, because I work for Emory University, has a private pediatric practice, which, and it is awesome. He was, they were actually um, just voted in top 10 top, in Atlanta Parents Magazine. Um, his practice was voted top 10 as a pediatric practice to visit. He was actually number two. So out of the top 10 in the entire Atlanta from, I mean, parents are the ones who are voting for this. So that already tells you that it is a great practice. It's called Bay Ball Pediatrics, B-A-Y-B-O-L Pediatrics. Uh, And I'm trying to get the, I mean, you can go, you know, if you do www.bayball.com, pediatrics.com it will give you the website you know the contact number um how to make an appointment how to call and they you know their their motto is you know um exceptional care you know ready set grow and the whole it's a whole wholeness you know um your physical your emotional yeah. uh, being so yeah thank you for giving me the opportunity i'm sure he will appreciate um that plug in for his practice so thank you for letting me um do that absolutely I'm sure you yeah. can also find my social media and all that yes right. yes 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 I think, I think we all i think i hear an interview coming into there too with maybe, <laughs> maybe we can get babel yes on. maybe definitely because they do well. yeah 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 because okay. they do adhd um you know um Learning dis you know learning disabilities and all that from the you know how to catch it early on so yeah that's a it's a okay. great place. Yeah. You got a plug and she got a plug. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank we appreciate you. you, you guys. Um, like she said, go to Babel Pediatrics. You can just type it in Google and you should be able to find all their social yes. media and their website. Yes. Thank you so yes. much. 
We'll see you guys next time. All righty. Thank you. Bye.